Hey everyone and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you took out the time to join us again today, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, all the platforms. Thank you so much for joining us again on another episode of the Greater Than Podcast. Today I am joined by Pastor James Lavender. How are you, sir? I'm outstanding, brother. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. It's my honor and privilege. Um, Tell the people where you're pastoring and what you guys do and all that good stuff. Yeah, I pastor Word of Grace Christian Church, which is in Herndon. Virginia, a suburb of of DC, the Mm -hmm. the DC greater uh, greater DC metro area, and we're very close to the Dulles Airport. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can actually see the tower from my office. Oh, that's awesome! Yes, sir. Uh, So we we met at um, Brother Kenneth Copeland's ministers conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is where we linked up along with uh, my friend, Pastor William Gibbons. He's been on the podcast before. Um, so just real thankful for the, this brotherhood. We're recording this. Actually, the time of this recording is during a conference uh, here that we're doing in Atlanta. It was a spirit wind conference. Oh, we've had phenomenal services and the Lord's really helped us. So I'm, I'm thankful for you for coming and being a part of those services. And I'm glad to be because you 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 pointed out that this was the first one. There won't be another first one. But I think this one is a great foundation yes, for what the Lord's going to do. This has been a great conference, man. And, and, and just uh, uh, the hospitality of, of, of Buckhead Baptist oh, yeah. for allowing us yes. to speak. It's just, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time. It's been so good. Um, so guys, I just wanted him to come on and share his testimony. And uh, I guess we'll just start with uh, you getting born again. Let's, let's go to the beginning. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hopefully the, we, we'll, we'll be able to do this in, in a timely matter. I know there's a lot there, a lot to mm-hmm. the story, but I just, just kind of tell us about that. You're getting saved and everything. Well, yeah, and I would say I'm I'm probably like a lot of your listeners that were actually born into a household that where every time the church doors were open, mm-hmm. you were there. Sure. And, you, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it was not an option. Mm-hmm. And I yes. had one of those fathers, you have an option of going to this church or you got the option of this belt. Which one do you want? <laughs> right. So <laughs> and so, you know, I, I I've chosen to go to church rather than take the belt. I used to <laughs> Wise choice. <laughs> yes, sir. So as far as as when I became saved, I I, I can't pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I was born into it and I just I've always believed in Christ and I always, you know, but I didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. until I was in my 30s. Again, I, I grew mm-hmm. up in this, but it, it wasn't until I was in my 30s uh, that I that I actually learned what that meant. Yeah. And you've heard the testimony about, you know, what, why we wear these Jesus loves you mm-hmm. and, and so do I bracelets. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. kind of led me into a realization of what it meant to be born again. Yes. And and uh, so I would say it was in my 30s before, for, before I crossed that bridge and mm-hmm. understood what being saved actually meant. Yes. I, and I personally believe that I was saved. I mean, mm-hmm. I was baptized mm-hmm. at 12. So sure. if I had died and I know for a fact I would have gone to heaven. But truly, like so many people who are saved but simply don't know what it means, mm-hmm. that was my state of being yeah. for, for at least the first 30 years of my life. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that that's key and um, because the Lord looks at the heart and he looks at these things. Mm-hmm. And and I think some people may feel like they're not saved or, or people look down on people because of the way that they live. Mm-hmm. And yes, the Lord wants us to be transformed and not stay the same way we are. We're all supposed to grow. That's true. Mm -hmm. But the Lord's doing the work. You know, he's Mm -hmm. cleaning the inside of the cup. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's the the main thing. The Pharisees talked about, Jesus talked about them cleaning the outside mm-hmm. of it, the inside not being clean. So I, I believe that that's true. And because that's if key. the inside isn't clean, you can trim all the leaves off of the tree you want to. Mm-hmm. But unless you fix the root system, 
That's it's good. just going to be other dead leaves coming or, or, or non-productive mm-hmm. leaves coming up. So that's, that's really why true. Jesus works on the inside first. Mm-hmm. That's really true. Yes, sir. That's good. And so um, I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into Absolutely. this. And uh, well, Father God, we just acknowledge you and we just say we thank you. You're so good to us. And uh, we ask the Lord that you help us in, in this podcast as, as Pastor James shares his testimony of healing that um, bring to his remembrance what it is that uh, would be needed for someone else to be encouraged, the Father, that would hear this uh, to know that you are a good father and you have not changed. And we give you praise for that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So Pastor James, here's the big question. So now you're saved. You, you know about God. You got more of an understanding of God. Mm-hmm. Is it all roses from there? Absolutely not. <clears throat> Absolutely not. And I'll tell you what, man. So I, I'll, I'll briefly run through the, the Jesus love you and I. So do I testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, between my freshman and sophomore year in college, I went to a military college and, and you always did warfare training. So between my freshman and sophomore year, I was off on a warfare training. Uh, the Navy had sent me to this place. Actually, I was here in Georgia and, um, during a time of fellowship with some people, it became apparent to me that I'm thinking is the Lord leading me into ministry? And I was like, hmm. think, and I remember thinking very clearly in my head, you got the wrong one, Lord. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going into the, that's just not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, that was 1989. It's like he, he kind of left me alone for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, uh, stationed in California. And at the time I had far more muscles than common sense. And I was kind of an arrogant little I'm not going to say the word, but, uh, and I, I would, I would do things sometimes just because, just because I knew no, no one could do anything about it. And mm-hmm. so there was this one, one day I'm pulling into a, a shopping center. There's a guy waiting for a parking spot and I knew he was waiting for it, but my car is faster and I'm bigger. So I jump in front of him. <laughs> and as I close the door and I turn around, and look, I'm like, well, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want none of this. <laughs> and so. I just kind of walk off into the store and I swear to you, man, I'm walking down the aisle. And as I turn and I wasn't, wasn't really looking for him. I turn, he's standing right there and he grabs me and hugs me and says, Jesus loves you. And so do I. And then he reaches down, grabs his daughter's hand and they skip off. And I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm befuddled. I mean, I, if you're looking for a fight, but that's not the fight you're looking for, it's like sucks all the wind out of you. Like, so what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I, I, I truly, I, it, that actually caused me that that one interaction caused me to look at myself in a different light. And I, and I just went. I remember going home and I prayed. So, so uh, uh, God, I, I was really, uh, and I used the word a hole because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Really, I said, yeah. God, I was really an a hole to that guy, and, I, and I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have been that way. And and I I remember asking God every night for for a long time to just bless him in Mm. some kind of way. And uh, about six months later, I'm in a different part of the the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, I come back from a shopping trip and I'm going in my car and I need to get home because it's dinner time. And for some reason, my car will not start. And I had a a newer Corvette at the time. It just wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. And then my cell phone wouldn't work. So, and for 45 minutes, I'm stuck in that one spot. Car will not start. Uh, cell phone won't work. And after about 45 minutes, I see out of the corner of my eye, a car coming or a truck coming. And I thought, that looks familiar. And I think that cannot be the same guy. It, it can't. 
because I haven't seen this guy. I'd never seen him before and hadn't seen him since. Uh, out of the corner of my eye, I see his truck coming. It turns out it is this guy. And he is like, he it, it was as though he knew I was there. I mean, he yeah. drove right to my car park, right in front of it, hopped out and said, hey, brother, I've been paying, praying for you. Wow. And uh, and so he, get, he wrote his number down, said, hey, man, my name is Brother Reggie. Uh, I want you to come to church with me. And then he hopped in his truck and he was gone. And the first thing I thought to myself was, Lord, if this car starts, you and I need to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And so as, as soon as I got in the car, I swear to you, the car fired up just as though it had come off the the assembly line and my mm -hmm. cell phone starts working. So, so it was, it, it was apparent to me yeah. uh, that I was supposed to be there and, and, and he wasn't letting me move until I, to that appointment had been met. Um, as, as a, as I proceed on and, and go through uh, different iterations with this guy, I go to a church that, uh, that it really did. It was a church of God in Christ. I had been raised Baptist. So it, it actually brought me into, uh, different manifestations of being a Christian. Like, like, for example, I grew up, no one prayed in the spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, sure, sure. Uh, and it's just, it wasn't something. As a matter of fact, I was told that the people who did were, 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 were going to hell. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> sure. so sure. I mean, I had that mental barrier to overcome, but because the Lord had put me there, I knew I couldn't leave. Yeah. Uh, it was a church that, that preached on tithing. Mm hmm I was not about to tie, but, but because of the extraordinary measures the Lord put me through to get me there, I knew I couldn't leave. So I was just, it was just, yeah, um, small steps. The Lord put it like little breadcrumbs. Yeah, that's good. And that, mm -hmm. and he kind of led me, you know, back into, uh, uh, teachings about what it truly means to be saved. And because, mm -hmm. because of, uh, of that journey and then, uh, off into the word of faith, it gave me an understanding of the power of my words. And then you, mm -hmm. and then to get to the healing part of this, uh, I want to say 2000, about 2007, mm -hmm. I started not feeling well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that lasted for a while. I went through probably nine months where everything below my waist just tingled. It was just mm -hmm. tingling, you know, like if you, if your arm falls asleep, that's, sure. that's mm -hmm. what it felt like for, mm -hmm. for months. I just, I had no idea what was going on and, um, went to the doctor. Doctor didn't know he, uh, I, I don't even think he cared. Right. <laughs> just, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, I just go, it. go home. Um, but after, after that, that, uh, that situation continued for a certain while, it progressed to the point where I couldn't even walk. Wow. Yeah. I, so I, I, I lost awareness below my waist. I it just, it was, it was horrible, man. I mm -hmm. just, uh, um, but I, I think the Lord kind of had a roadmap for me as to, because I had started least listening to, to teachings by, uh, Kenneth Copeland and Bill Winston and Creflo Dollar. Mm -hmm. And so as my body is apparently deteriorating, I'm hearing preachings on the healing power of God, mm -hmm. but the two weren't lining up though. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, mm -hmm. if, if, if there's healing power in the word, but I'm not experiencing it, there has to be a, a bridge or, a, you know, a, a way to get from here where I am to, to there. And that was kind of the roadmap that the Lord laid out for me for sure. as to, as to how to, to get the manifestations that I, I was so desperately needing. Cause I didn't want to end up in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Yeah. That was in 2008. 
um, I went through what maybe I don't know six nine months or so where I was walking with a uh, a cane or actually I had a walker for a while and then a cane. Uh, but during that time, I was daily making confessions. Yeah, I, I downloaded a book of healing scriptures, mm-hmm. and it took me about literally it took me forty five minutes to fifty minutes every day to read yeah. cover to cover mm-hmm. these scriptures. And so I would work from nine a.m. to nine p.m. Drive home, get home about nine thirty. And then I would start my healing scriptures. Mm-hmm. So I'd read those until a little after 10, take a shower, go to bed, go back to work the next day. And I, again, I did that for months, mm-hmm. every day. And and as you can tell, not, you, I mean, no one could even, unless yeah. I tell you yeah. mm-hmm. that I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, no one would ever know. Yeah. And it's just, and every time I go see the neurologist, and I, I still follow up, I still do sure, the things sure. that, that, that the doctors tell me to do. Um. He says, James, your your results are so atypical. And, and he says, I don't know. I said, well, honestly, man, I would have to say it is the word. Yeah. Because, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I try to apply the word. And then as the more you start applying the word, uh, the way it is written, yeah. the more he actually starts talking to you on the inside. And you, mm-hmm. and you will do other things that aren't necessarily written. What I mean by that? Um, about... Four years ago, I had a, a horrible, horrible arthritis okay. in, in my left hand. I mean, it was, it was so bad, my wife couldn't even hold my hand because it was painful. Mm-hmm. Elijah, I tell you, man, I read every healing scripture. I casted out every demon west of the Mississippi <laughs> or east of the Mississippi. I, I made every proclamation. Yeah. I took communion. I did everything. And again, for about five, six months, it's just pain in that hand. Yeah. And one day I finally said, Lord, I've done everything the word tells me to do. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to get rid of this pain? And just on the inside of me, Mm -hmm. I heard immobilize your thumb. Immobilize. I said, no, Lord, how do I get rid of the pain? (laughs) (laughs) You you probably weren't listening to me, Lord. Let me break it down to you. It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just very gently immobilize your thumb. And so what I did, I, I went to CVS that day, brought some, uh, some athletic tape and just taped up the thumb from, from the top to the bottom okay. so that it couldn't move. And I want to say it was less than 24 hours. Mm. Uh, that thumb stopped hurting. Wow. And that's been four, like I said, three or four years ago and it hurt, hasn't hurt since. So that's what I mean is, is when you do what's in the word, it's like you you align yourself to his brainwave. So That's really good. Yeah. And when you're aligned to his brainwave, even things that aren't written in the word, which will apply, it, it, it is more of a, not a logos, not a written word, but a rhema word. To mm-hmm. you. Yes. And that was a rhema word to me, immobilize the thumb. Now, if, if something else were to happen, it may not be to immobilize thumb. I have to go back to the source and get the next set of instructions, yes. right? Because just because it worked in 2013 may not work in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he wants us because uh, I think he wants us to govern our lives without the voice of God. You're you're uh, except you you you've forced to 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 do procedural stuff, mm. you know. And so and so, and when you're not hearing the voice, then yeah, do the procedural stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think he wants us to live a life based upon 
his voice though. That's and, good. That, and so as I'm, as I listen to his voice, he's got it. It's just different ways of eating, mm-hmm. different ways of exercising. And I, I honestly, man, since 2000, I'm blanking, 2008, 2009, whenever that time was, I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Since that time and, and starting this journey, I've not, not had anything, any flare up, anything like that, wow. which, which is a man. And I, and, and it also, it almost makes me, my heart hurt for people that have, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, t- I, can I keep telling them? It's a, he said, well, James, what do you do? I said, well, I said, and I give them the same book of healing scripts. I said, read this every day. Mm-hmm. And not everybody will do it. Sure. Sure. And, 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 and oh, while it hurts my heart, but you, if you, if you want the same results, sometimes you got to do the same thing as somebody else did. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until the Lord speaks to you and puts you on a different path. Mm-hmm. But until that time, you can't go wrong. It's the, the word of God is medicine with no side, with no negative side effects. That's good. So take it as much. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, feed yeah, yourself yeah. as much on it because there's in Galatians, it says he mm-hmm. who sows to the flesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will of the flesh mm-hmm. reap corruption, but yes. he who sows to the spirit will the other spirit reap life everlasting. Reading healing scriptures is sowing to your spirit. Mm, that's really, really good. When you came in, you asked me, what was, I was watching some, some Jack Ryan movie. And that's, that's someone to the flesh, right? That, sure. sure. I, and again, I'm not coming against movies. I love movies. No. Yeah. Oh, God, I love, hey, I, if, if the Avengers were on, I'd be in there watching well, the Avengers. Watching the Avengers, right? man. I'd be watching with you. That. Exactly. But if you take the time out to, to, to sow to your spirit mm-hmm. and using the word of God to sow to your spirit is, uh, it will pay benefits in so many different areas of your life. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Now you, oh, I'm sorry. You did you asked me since I got saved? Was it a bed of roses? Yes, it was not. <laughs> so after I got saved, uh, no, actually after I, I came into a realization of what it meant to be saved, and I was at that Church of God in Christ, and I started tithing. Uh oh. Right, I started tithing. That's good. Less than a year after I started tithing, I got laid off. Hmm. Right. Found another job. Mm-hmm. So I was laid off for like six months. Found another job, got laid off again. So this was 2001. I was working for a lot of software companies. Mm-hmm. Moved from California to Maryland, found another job, got laid off again. Not No, I said I didn't get laid off. The oh. company closed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I remember praying. I'm like, Lord, why didn't you just leave me alone? <laughs> you, I was doing fine in California. And, and then you had me start tithing and now, but here's the thing is I didn't understand the power of my words, hmm. nor did I understand what he was actually doing. Because in that time, again, I went from working, making a high six figure salary to being unemployed for 18 months. Mm-hmm. And during that time I was never homeless and never missed a meal. Right. Never. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was destitute. Sure. It just, he was working in a, in a, in a way in my life that I didn't recognize. Hmm. And ha- honestly, had I understood the power of, 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 of confessing the word over my life, that 18 month span mm-hmm. might have been shrank to only a few months, you know, where, sure, because sure. I, because of this, of the different type of confession that would have been coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's what sometimes you can't stop bad things from happening, but you can, by your own words, delay your, mo- your time in it. That's really good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so I see that. With, so with a with a with a positive attitude and positive confession, and and if you if you have your eyes open to seeing what the Father is doing, 
in the midst of a trial, you can see him working somewhere else. Whereas if if your if your mind is closed off to it, your your head is down, you might walk right past an opportunity. Hmm. You might walk right past a blessing that he's put in your path. Because one of the things I like to tell my church is if you find yourself in a in the middle of a need and you don't see the provision, you just praise until you see the provision, not until the provision shows up. And the reason I say not until the provision shows up, but you praise until you see it because the provision is already there. That's really I don't good. care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. N- no matter where you go, your father's already been there. Yes, that's right. No matter where you are going, your father has already been, is currently, and will already be there when you get there. Yes. And whatever you need in the moment, he's already made available in the moment. So you, if you don't see it, you just praise until you do see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so while it wasn't a bed of roses, it was a training ground. Hmm. Really? I like that. <laughs> and so a lot of people, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff right now. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's just a training ground. Mm-hmm. And it, it develops character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apostle Paul said he was thankful for it, right? That it was building character in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really, really good. Uh, there was a story um, if that I remember you telling in, in Texas when we were all together, you, myself, and Pastor William Givens. Um about uh, an encounter you had with a homosexual person, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Would you tell that story? So, uh, I, one of my jobs when I was um, when I was working uh, for government contractors, I, I had several contracts that I man- managed in Pennsylvania. And so every every uh, after Sunday's service, I would get in my car, drive to Pennsylvania. I would be there for a week, so I would just leave, go check into my hotel. I would be there the whole week, manage the contract and come back on Friday, get ready for Sunday service and just do that Mm -hmm. over and over again. And I would stay in this, this one hotel. I I stayed in that one hotel every day. I mean, every week for about nine months. Wow. So I got to know the, the, the staff there. I got to know everything. We we just became friends. And every night when I would go out to, to dinner, Mm -hmm. I would buy, um, extra desserts for the hotel staff. And we would just sit in the lobby, you know, and just, have fun and, you know, joke and, yeah, and you know, yeah. laugh. And, and, um, there was a young lady there who I knew was married to another, to a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that, you know, this particular day I had brought ice cream for everyone. And, uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at or standing at the front desk and I'm giving out the ice cream to everybody. And here she comes. And, uh, and I, I kind of slide one over to her, but she doesn't take it. She kind of looks at me and she says, you know, I'm married to a woman, right? I go, okay, have some ice cream. <laughs> and then she didn't take that. And she goes, I'm, I'm married to a woman. I, said, I heard you the first time. It's kind of cool, huh? but have some ice cream. <laughs> well, I heard you're a pastor. I go, That's true. I am a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I think you should have some ice cream. <laughs> but I want to know what you think about me being married to a woman. I said, I think you should have some ice cream. <laughs> she said, no, 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 no. I want to know what you think about me being married to a woman. I said, I said, sweetie, here's the truth. What James Lavender thinks about it is completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what God thinks about it, but what James thinks about it means nothing. Mm-hmm. She said, well, yeah, I want to know what God thinks about it. And so I said, what God thinks is that he loves you more than you can possibly imagine. And he really wants you to have some ice cream right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she finally started eating the ice cream. We were all just having a good time. And uh, it, was, it was an opportunity to break the ice in such a way mm -hmm. that I ended up ministering to her. She ended up uh, praying the prayer of salvation. Um, opened up to me about a lot of hurt in her life and mm -hmm. how she had gotten to where she had gotten. Um, when, when I say that her, her, her walls, her shields were up, particularly when I said, I can tell you what God thinks about it. I, it's a whole, whole mood changed. Like she was just ready for a fight, mm. but I, I hit her with the same kind of fight. The, the brother hit me with Jesus loves you. And so yeah, do I. Yeah, 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 yeah. God absolutely loves you more than anything. He just wants you to have some ice cream. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, so she kind of opened up that, you know, you know she's I've been living this lifestyle. Her family's in the ministry and they've all condemned her to hell and tell her mm -hmm, she's sure. she, sure. she going to be in hell for the rest of her. Life. But that that I'm sorry, that's not the ministry that the Lord gave me. Wow. The Lord gave me the ministry of reconciliation. You better preach it. Yes, sir. He gave me the ministry to tell to, to tell people that he loves them and that that he's he wants to show his goodness to them. And listen, I, I don't condone. Sure anything that she but what i do condone is her experiencing the love of god yes yes and honestly he will accept people before they take a bath that's good <laughs> that's really good as a matter of fact he doesn't want you to take a bath mm -hmm. because sometimes you taking a bath will delay your coming to him he just wants you to come yeah and so that's all i did i just kind of let her and then christianity is a team sport i'm not stationed there forever right mm -hmm. so after i've done my part i have to tag out or, you know, because somebody else got to come in and, and take up the ministry there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's really good. Like Paul said, one, one's a watering, one plants, yep. you know, God's going to give the increase. That's yep. the, that's the main thing. So that's a good thing. So Pastor James, uh, what, what do you mean by this, this, this idea of loving on people who religion kind of ostracizes and, and that puts in the, and says, you know, you're hell. Mm-hmm. Like what, what can you go speak into that a little bit more? And then let me save it for the listeners. Like, I don't know if you can hear it, but we're in a hotel and there's some people like <laughs> talking in the background. So I do apologize for that. But uh, yeah, Pastor James, if you would kind of expound on that, like loving, in other words, loving the unlovely according Absolutely. to some standards. Well, if you, if you look at Jesus's ministry, uh, that's who he ministered to. Yes. Primarily. Yeah. This man is a friend of sinners. Mm -hmm. he, he hangs out with wine bibbers. I mean, he hung out with people who, Everyone that he, the religious people had no knowledge of their need for him, mm -hmm. but the sinners knew that they needed him. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, and again, this is not casting a broad net over all Christians. No, not no, all Christians, yeah. but, all. but, but sometimes those are the ones that the sinners remember mm, are the ones, that's true. Uh, they that's are the true. ones who have have ostracized them, have pushed them away, who, who've, who've judged them. And mm -hmm. those are the Christians that the sinner remembers. Yeah. And unfortunately, those are the Christians that the sinner generally judges Christ himself by. Yeah. And I, so recently, uh, actually Resurrection Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, there was a guy who came to our church homeless. Mm. And uh, he, he asked, he says, he said, man, I just, I just want to take a shower. I said, Hey man, you know what? We're, we're about to have resurrection Sunday service. Uh, you're welcome to stay. And, and, uh, he goes, no, I'm not going to stay. I said, well, if you're not going to stay, come back at, at one mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll make sure you can, you know, you can take a shower and mm -hmm. some. 
um, and ministered to him. But long story short, I told him, I said, listen, what my goal is from every interaction is for the person that I'm interacting with to, to leave that interaction with a feeling of God's grace having touched them. Hmm. So you ask the question, that is my, and a lot of times when people leave an interaction with Christians, mm -hmm. they don't feel like God's grace is touched. They feel like they've been punched in the mouth or punched in the gut. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's not, I'm sorry, that, that's just, again, not the ministry that James Lavender has been given. Yes. And so my ministry, my job is to love people in such a way and to allow him to love them through me and to pour his grace out through me in such a way that when if, if they meet James Lavender in Virginia, when they eat, meet Elijah in Missouri, mm -hmm. they are not soured on Christians. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> you know? good. Yeah, that yeah, I, yeah, I want yeah. them to leave me looking for the ne next Christian because it left such a good impression. Yes, yeah. mm -hmm. that's good. Just leaving a good taste in people's mm -hmm. mouth mm -hmm. and another way of saying it. Mm -hmm. I believe that that's true. As we begin to wrap this up, I want you to talk about, because I've heard your your five minutes of encouragement. Mm -hmm. I've listened to several of those. Uh, one of my favorites is talking about uh, ascended thinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> and living. So would you kind of just briefly talk to us about that? Mm -hmm. I say briefly, feel free to take your time on, in that, but just uh, ascended uh, thinking here. We, we're kind of having this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so um, I like this style. I like the podcast. I believe it's a good one, but this ascended thinking. Okay, so ascended thinking uh, was was just this thought process that the Lord brought me to, um, and it all started. It, so last night you preached a message, actually no, not last this morning you preached a message, mm -hmm. um, and you said, <laughs> "Lord, I don't want to preach this." Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a very similar message, mm -hmm. and, and that the ascended thinking yeah. was born out of. Uh -huh. And in that message, and as a matter of fact, it took me. From the time the Lord gave it to me, it took me probably two months to actually preach it mm. because I didn't want to be the one to stand on stage in front of my congregation and say what I was about to say. Yeah. And my congregation is mixed. So mm -hmm. I have, uh, it's probably, you know, 60% black, you know, 30% Caucasian, uh, then Asian and mm -hmm. Spanish. So it's everyone. Mm -hmm. But the bulk of it was aimed at black people. Mm -hmm. And then the Italians, then the Spanish, then everybody's. And the message was this, unless you, and first was black people, unless you completely forgive America, you'll never walk into your inheritance. Wow. And then the next was the Italians because the Italians were on the front. I, I my wife is a hundred percent Italian. Mm -hmm. And so they were sitting on the front row, my mom and dad were, and I know their history and mm -hmm. I know how America has treated them. I said, unless you Italians completely forgive America, mm -hmm. you'll never walk into the fullness of your inheritance. And then the Spanish, I said, mm -hmm. and my yeah. Latinos say, you, yeah. you've been done. And then the women, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the way down. And then I finally got to white men. Mm -hmm. I said, white men, if you have been hurt by America trying to correct some of its historic wrongs, Mm -hmm. you've got to let that go and forgive America for that. Because in order for us, there's certain places the Lord wants to take us that we can't carry the baggage from yesterday. That's really good. And, and a part of our ascended thinking is this thinking that 
number one, first and foremost, we love God, mm -hmm. and then we love our fellow man. <laughs> Not as we love ourselves, but as Christ loves us. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you come from that standpoint, it completely changes your, I call it changing your elevation. Mm. It completely changes your elevation. So the example I used to use with the, my college roommate was, was a, a, a phenomenal basketball player. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I played with him, I saw the, the defense kind of collapse toward his side and they triple teamed him. And I thought there's nowhere he can go. Mm -hmm. Well, he, what he did was he went up. <laughs> and when I say he went up, he, he went, yeah, I didn't know you could jump that high. Yeah. So he changed his elevation. Mm -hmm. And from that new elevation, he had new options. Well, what he did, he just dunked on everybody, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying as Christians, mm -hmm. we have to change our elevation coming from a, an ascendant mindset, ascendant thinking. And then all of the, the defenses of the devil mm -hmm. are now so far below. You're looking down on it. It gives you a different perspective. And then you have different options. And they, they all start, of course, with constantly always loving God and then loving your neighbor. Yeah. So. That's really good. Um, this <clears throat> it's, it's, it's important because I feel like um, a lot of times this unforgiveness and this bitterness, right. And, mm -hmm. and strife and even in our country, our nation that mm -hmm. we see, and I, I love this about you guys too. And if you can speak into this as well, mm -hmm. um, how you guys take out time. I've seen a couple of your Sunday services, mm -hmm. how you guys take out time to pray for your leaders. Uh, every Sunday. Could you speak into that and the importance of that? Every Sunday we do. We uh, No, I take that every Sunday, every Tuesday, and every Thursday. So okay. every, each one of our corporate mm -hmm. meetings. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason that we do that is, and I, and I, I kind of jokingly tell the congregation this, because, because your pastor was being naughty, mm -hmm. you now have to pray for the nation's leadership every day like I do. <laughs> and when I, when I say was being naughty, I spent a lot of time praying at praying about and praying against mm -hmm. whoever was in the white house, mm -hmm. whoever was in car. I, because I just, I just didn't like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that. But one day when I'm griping, mm -hmm. the Lord says, son, that's not what I called you to do. Mm. I called you to pray for them. You have no idea the stresses they're going on. They're going through. You have no idea the pressures they have. Mm -hmm. You have to pray for them. And because of it, every Sunday we now pray for, uh, in Virginia, so we start with the president and vice president, we pray for the two v Virginia senators, the four Virginia congressmen that covers our congregation, the two Maryland senators, the two Maryland uh, congressmen, who two Maryland senators and two Maryland House of Representative members who covers our congregation. We pray for the Supreme Court, all, and, and these are all names, we call them all, and I put their pictures up on the screen as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the nine members of the Supreme Court, we pray for the uh, uh, the governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general of each one of our states. And every Sunday, I remind the congregation of this. This is a nonpartisan prayer. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, number one, uh, in the scripture in Timothy, where it says, therefore, I exhort, first of all, mm -hmm. that, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving you thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Um, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of truth. And and I, in the the slide that I had there, that truth is all capital and bold because it's not 
it is not a fact that we're praying people into. Sure. It is a knowledge of Jesus. Mm. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So what we're praying those people into is a knowledge of who Jesus is. And when people know who Jesus is, it tends to put them on the road to knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is much easier to act right when you know who you are. Mm-hmm. True. Most True. people yeah. who are not acting right don't know who they are. Oh, that's really good. Have you ever had somebody tell you, man, you don't know who I am? You don't mm-hmm. mess with the phone. You don't. Well, if somebody ever says that to you, honestly, they don't know who they are. <laughs> because yeah. if they know who they are, that's not that's not something that'll come out of their mouth. You don't mm-hmm. know who I am. Mm-hmm. If you know who you are, that's not that's not something you do. Yeah. Well. When we pray for our nation's leadership, we are we are taking up position. I'm a military officer, so I'm mm-hmm. taking up the watch. And I'm standing between the forces of darkness mm-hmm. and the people who are in DC or in Annapolis for the people uh, from that's Maryland's capital or Richmond, that's Virginia's capital. So I'm taking up my position between them and I'm cutting the ties. Mm. And when I say cutting the ties, the devil, the only, the only thing you can do is talk. Right. Mm-hmm. He talks in people. And so what we do is silence his voice. Wow. It's just, that's just, and it, listen, it's not, we don't have to beat no drums. Or, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you just issue the command. Yeah. And we're just, and there's something we've been doing for years. And one of the things I love to say is that while, while um, uh, coronavirus has come and, and, and had a huge impact in a lot of different places, sure. it, it has not taken a foothold there. Mm. I mean, we've had people who've had it mm-hmm. and I actually even had it myself. And the reason I wear a mask now is because I had it and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And had, had I not gotten tested along, you know, with a group of other people, I wouldn't have known I had it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have, I thought it was a 48 hour bug. Sure. So I, I wear a mask now because I do it. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I could have passed it off to somebody who, mm-hmm. who, who doesn't have the same faith I do and it take them down. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Yes, sir. So, um, I'm just saying, uh, as a as a body of believers, the reason we pray not only for our leadership and it, you can see there on the video, it, but also for our our state and uh, local government, and then for the region itself, is because the Lord put us there mm-hmm. to benefit that region. Mm-hmm. And the first benefit that we have to is is we got to take up the prayer battle first the spiritual warfare battle first and then we can start address we try to address physical needs like mm-hmm. i mean if there's i mean mm-hmm. we've we've paid people's rent you know we you know, provide uh, uh clothing and food and we, we do all those things but first thing we do is take up the spiritual battle first and and to try to relieve people from that demonic oppression and by oppression i mean honestly the oppression is is him speaking Mm-hmm. Yeah, because him speaking will influence. <laughs> you, you remember um, when the Lord told Ezekiel to take up a lamentation against Tyrus? Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he first addressed Tyrus the man, mm-hmm. but yeah. then he addressed Tyrus the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And one of the things I the the correlations I like to draw is Tyrus the man. The Lord said the 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 thing the Lord says is you've exalted yourself in your own heart. Hmm. to be like God or to, or to be God. I'm sorry, to be God. And so I'm saying, where do you get that from? Mm-hmm. Well, he got that from Tyrus, the spirit, because Tyrus the spirit is the one who said, I'm going to exalt my throne above the throne of God. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when we when we when we are are in that spiritual warfare, what we're trying to do is just break those ties, that line of communication, so that people aren't acting and reacting based upon the spirit, uh, uh, the dark spirit realm's influence, mm -hmm. but based upon our father's influence. Mm -hmm. right, so. That's good. No, I, I love it. Now it's planning. I like to say it's planning the heavens. You know, I, Isaiah mm -hmm. talks about that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he said, "I've given you words mm -hmm. with which you can plant the heavens." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, um, like I said, I like Marvel movies. So you know, so do me. I. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. So, so um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, there was uh, Ego, the Living Planet. Yep. And he would take a plant and he would put it on the earth, mm -hmm. and he was planting his earth. Yes, he was. And so the Lord, he he showed that to me in that verse in Isaiah, mm -hmm. that we're called to go around planting the heavens. Mm -hmm. And to do it in, in such a way and so much till we invoke and we bring back the triumphant return of Jesus. Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. we have the new heaven and the mm -hmm. new earth mm -hmm. where there's no curse. Mm -hmm. And so uh, praying for our leaders is a part of that. Loving on people like you were talking about is a part of that. Even what the, the people would call unlovely. I want to also make sure the listeners understand this. Oh, this part ain't for the faint of heart. <laughs> yes. And I say that because you will in find yourself... As a Christian, and I teach our congregation this, you will, I hate to put it, you're going to take it on the chin sometimes. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, you're going to love people who don't necessarily love you back. Yeah. And and because because you're, you're pouring out and you're constantly pouring out, but sometimes they're not returning it. Yeah. You have to maintain it. One of the reasons Jesus would separate himself is because he's pouring out and not everybody's giving it back to him. Mm. So he's got to go back and be ministered to by his by father. The father. That's right. That's good. And and, and then sometimes you got so bad that sometimes angels would come and minister to him. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. That's because he's dealing with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I tell you, it ain't for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, you're, you're doing absolutely everything right. Everything the Lord is telling you, but you are getting gut punched. Yeah. You just got to separate. Go talk to your dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What yeah, I'm yeah. Go talk. Go yeah. go talk to daddy. Let him fix you up because he's gonna send you back into the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Sometimes you need to get on the bench and just get renewed and strengthened. Mm -hmm. You know. Sometimes you get tired out there, fatigued. And I think that the the most sex most successful people are those who stay being filled. Uh, who, mm -hmm. who did that? Uh, was that uh, JD JD, JD Rama? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. Be being filled. It's being yeah. constant. Just like they got filled in Acts two, then they got filled in Acts four, mm -hmm. and they, you know, I, I think, I think they were probably being filled daily. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and unless you, and is, I mean, you don't have to. He doesn't have to shake this hotel, you know, mm -hmm. to, for me to to know them. You you got to be constantly aware. It's just like you never take their armor off. Mm -hmm. You never uh, allow the feeling to stop. Mm, right. That's good. So, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I try not to get up and put the armor on every day because if, if I put it on, that means I took it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to keep that on. Keep that guy on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really, really good. So, um, man, I tell you, we, we covered a bunch of different areas here, but I think it's good. But what would you say, talking about the healing testimony, what would you say to people? dealing with any kind of sickness, sickness or disease, mm -hmm. uh, what would you say, what would you recommend from your fight and how the Lord's helped you to overcome and maintain uh -huh. the victory? One of the, one of the things I would say, uh, first and foremost, is consult the word first. Okay, okay. that's good. Number one, 
Number two, I, I am not against doctors. Sure. If you need to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. Please. If you need to take medicine, take medicine. Yes. Pray over it first, though. Mm-hmm. I, I take nothing unless you pray over it. And it doesn't have to be an extensive. Father, I just thank you for the knowledge that you produced into that that you allowed into the earth to create this medicine, and I bless it for the purpose of of subduing symptoms or whatever, and that there are no negative side effects associated with it. So I just decree that over. So take your medicine, pray, but stay in the Word. Yeah, stay in the Word, and the Word itself, as the angel told Mary, no word from God. Mm. is void of power to bring itself to pass. So all the power you need is in the word. You just have to align yourself to it. That's good. Once you align, I kind of mentioned us being on the same brain wave as Mm -hmm. our father. Once we're on that same, Mm -hmm. then we're able to communicate with him Mm -hmm. at, at a, at a level. So you and I are verbally communicating. Yeah. So the sound waves have to pass between us, but, when you are communicating with your father, it's on a completely different level where there's no sound. It's just, you know, you know, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and, and when we're communicating verbally, the word that I speak has a meaning that is shaped by where I grew up, where I live. And when you receive it, it is shaped the same way. Mm-hmm. So true. I may say X, you might hear X, what I mean and what you mean by X are completely different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is different with your father because you're not hearing X. You are feeling it mm-hmm. in every fiber of your being. Yeah. So not only are you receiving the word, the word word, mm-hmm. but you're receiving the intent. You're receiving that's, well, that's the, the fullness mm-hmm. of so it's more than speech, mm-hmm. and that's what I, that that's what I would encourage people to do is is to get on that wavelength with with the Father, and the only way I know how to do that is through reading the Word, mm-hmm. is through meditating on the Word. Yeah, yeah. Now there may be people who can do that by uh, by playing praise music, or mm-hmm. by, sure, I'm, I'm not trying to limit how the Father works in your life. Only I can tell you how He works in my life. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, well, Pastor James, would you pray over us as we wrap this up? Absolutely. Yeah. Father, I just, I thank you so much for my brother Elijah. I thank you for this time of fellowship. And I thank you for the word that you have sown through our interaction today. Thank you, Lord, yes. And as that word marinates, as that word takes root in the heart of your people, I thank you that it will produce good fruit in their lives. And some it'll produce 30, some it'll produce 60, but in some, it will produce a hundredfold, Father. And that fruit will propel them into a newness of life by the power of your Holy Spirit. We just thank you for this in the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor James. It's been an honor to have you on, sir. Uh, You guys listening, leave a like, a comment, a review. Let us know that the podcast has blessed you. My name's Elijah Merle, and remember this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at merleministries.com. 
That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L ministries.com. Merle Ministries International.